Hello and welcome to the Arista Wealth Podcast, where we focus on your finances, wellness, and lifestyle, so you can focus on living your dreams. We'll help you navigate through important topics so that you can elevate your life and financial health. Let's get started with your host, Paul Moffitt. Hello, welcome to Arista Advice Podcast. We're thrilled and excited to have you join us today. As we approach the end of 2020, it's been a year of many ups and downs, but one of the things that is really important is being able to manage your tax liability inside your businesses and what also ends up on your personal tax returns. One of the strategies that has really become more mainstream over the years is the benefit of a cash balance plan. We're thrilled and excited to have Carl Willman join us today from Nyhart. He is a director of record keeping and actuarial work over at Nyhart, and he's been doing this for 12 years. Carl, welcome to the Arista Advice Podcast. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. It should be enjoyable. Carl, let's begin by first talking about the basics of cash balance plans. Many people don't realize that there's over $1.3 trillion in cash balance plans. Those balances have soared 15% in the last few years, and plan sponsor contributions are up 30%. Not only have they grown in number of plans, but during the same time, 401k plans have only grown 1%. These are vehicles and tax strategies that you add to an existing 401k plan. And so it does require some complexity. It requires some expertise. And what's also wonderful to know is that 92% of cash balance plans are in place at firms with fewer than 100 employees. Then 50% of those plans have 10 or fewer employees. Obviously, California and New York have the most plans, because they have the highest state income tax rates. And when you couple that with a federal tax rate, people are just running for tax deductions and for safe harbors and protection. Also cash balance plans, they increase the diversity of companies who are adopting them, such as medical groups, dental groups, law firms, still make up about 48% of the cash balance market because of high wage earners. Also, What's really accelerated the growth of cash balance plans is the Pension Protection Act of 2006. That came out and there was a lot of clarity that was provided. As of 2017, numbers that we have, there's over 23,520 cash balance plans throughout the nation. What's the attraction to them? Rising taxes, also legislative changes that there's also a retirement savings crisis and that you can add them to an existing 401k plan. And so we're excited to talk about them today. Carl, give us a couple of uh, insights on what you're seeing out there in the trenches with these uh, cash balance plans. Yeah, thanks, Paul. That's all right on the money. These plans are attractive to high income professionals most of the time because they are making a lot of money and need to save on their taxes. That's usually the first draw is it's a way to get some additional tax deferred money into qualified retirement plans. It is above and beyond what you would normally do in a 401k. That's kind of the, the basis of it. And a cash balance plan is still a, a defined benefit plan, 
with all the risks, you know, pros and cons of a traditional defined benefit plan, but it's a lot more popular than traditional defined benefit plans now for, for a number of reasons. And that's, you know, they're, they're a lot less riskier. They're not, a lot less volatile because of interest rate changes with the IRS. It's a lot easier to understand. You know, it's, it's commonly referred to as a hybrid plan because it looks and feels more like your 401k where everything is based on an account balance. Yeah, these have really taken off recently. The law changes with Pension Protection Act of 2006 gave us some clarity. There was some regulation in 2010 and 2014. And not that these were risky things to do before that, but they just added some additional clarity. The IRS gave us some additional guidance of how these are supposed to work. And since then, these have really exploded in the last five to 10 years. Yeah. Walk us through, Carl, the difference between this cash balance and a defined benefit and what the difference is and why one would do a cash balance versus a defined benefit. Yes. For most of these small employers, like we're talking about, where 90% of the plans are under 100, 100 lives, the main focus is usually the tax deduction for the business owners. So that's what we're doing here. This is above and beyond the 401k. And think of a traditional defined benefit plan as, as a plan, you know, you're going to work for some company for a number of years and draw an annuity at age 65 of say $1,000 a month or something like that. And so it is all still employer money and the employer has to put in enough money every year to make sure that money is there to pay those benefits as they come due. But a cash balance plan is just a lot easier for everybody to conceptualize. It's harder for somebody to know what annuity is worth at retirement age that may be 10, 20, 30 years away, but they know what an account balance is, right? I know what $10,000 in an account is to me today. That's just easier to understand. The other big drawback is is the volatility and the funding of the plan of a traditional defined benefit plan and the value of those benefits change constantly with the IRS interest rate market. So you might have that monthly annuity payment, but what that's truly worth today is always different. Where a cash balance plan, it's kind of the opposite. You know exactly what your account balance is, how much that's going to earn over time based on some interest crediting rate. It's not as volatile there for those same points. That's great. Thanks for adding that, Carl. Who funds them? And what happens if a business does well and then they run into business cycle changes? And how is a cash balance plan terminated or shut off? Yeah, this is all employer money. So employees are not deferring like they would to the 401k. So it's all from the company. The goal typically is the lifetime maximum you could get out of any cash balance or defined benefit plan right now is about $2.9 million. That's usually where we're aiming to see what can you put in today to get to that lifetime maximum. And there's some caveats to that. You have to have a plan for at least 10 years to get there. You have to be at least age 62 to get to that, that number. But you don't, certainly don't have to design a plan at that level. That's just the potential. That's what it could grow to. So certainly, if you get to that $2.9 million number, you get rid of the plan and terminate it. Or as you mentioned, if there's legitimate business reasons, you can terminate the plan sooner. What the IRS doesn't want is somebody, for example, a law firm that's going to have a large settlement one year to avoid taxes on that and then not fund it again in the future. They want you to set it up for the foreseeable future. You're going to fund it for several years in a row. But yeah, if you sell your business or if there's legitimate change in business like 2020 with COVID crisis, you know, certainly everybody's revenues are vastly different from prior years, good or bad, both directions, you know, health issues. Certainly if there's legitimate business reasons, you can always terminate your plan sooner than that 10 year time horizon or you get to that maximum level. And once that plan is terminated, everybody can 
take their money in, and just like a 401k, it's still tax deferred. You can roll it into an IRA or roll it into a 401k, or at that time you take it as income and, and uh, pay taxes on it. Yeah, so they just roll over that IRA and then they just pull that money out of the IRA in retirement, hopefully to lower tax rate. That's the yeah. goal. That's great. Carl, as we look at the big picture of cash balance plans, who are the top 10 plans in the country? And what are some of the companies that also are sort of leading the way with these uh, cash balance plans? Yeah, well, some of the big names you'll recognize, IBM, AT&T, Boeing, FedEx, Bank of America, some companies like that have cash balance plans that are quite large and have been around for a long time that have 20 to 50 billion in assets, each of those plans. Most of the small employers, though, obviously don't have quite that much. Some of them are quite a bit smaller money because if it's especially if it's a single owner, you're not going to get more than that $2.9 million in the plan. But for the most part, medical and dental offices are our biggest users and law firms are pretty potential as well. And nothing magical about those lines of businesses other than they have strong, consistent, high cash flow. That's what we're looking for is, you know, anybody that has consistently high cash flow that needs to save on their taxes. But we've seen lots of different things from HVAC companies and mobile home parks, gun shops, anybody that is, is potentially a candidate for this plan as long as they have strong income. Yeah, we're seeing the same thing. A broader diversification of uh, businesses, whether it's a public storage builder, whether it's um, pool builders, construction companies that have consistent cash flow. So yeah, we're, we're seeing that diversification also there. And then help us understand, Carl, inside these cash balance plans, the interest credit rates and how that money needs to be invested inside. Yeah. So there's a number of options there, but this is kind of conceptually what makes the cash balance different than your 401k. That the plan document is going to specify an interest crediting rate. So everybody's guaranteed a certain rate of return over their lifetime in the plan. Most of the plans have a fixed rate of return, something like a fixed three or four or 5% return. So if you're an employee of a company, you know you're going to get this contribution credit and it's going to grow at four or 5% every year. You know exactly what your benefit can be at retirement age. So that's all an employer's obligation to make the investments kind of line up with that. That's the point. You want to keep the assets in the plan close to the benefits that are earned. Now, there are some other options besides a fixed rate. Some of them are tied to different indexes that you can have a, a little bit of a floating rate, but it's usually got some kind of floor or cap on it that's still within that narrow range. So yeah, so say 5% is your fixed rate of return in the plan, but that's kind of your bogey in your investments. So just try to hit that number. As a defined benefit plan, there are minimum required and maximum deductible amounts that can go into the plan every year. If you go out and get like a 20% return on your on your plan, like you might be trying to maximize your return in a 401k plan, you know, it's it's a good problem to have. You had a, too much money in the plan, but it, it might mean you can't put in as much because you've overshot your goal. And if the tax deferral is the main objective, then that's bad news, right? You're not saving as much as your taxes that way. And on the flip side, if you take that risk and you underperform or lose money, there are some rules in place that you have to make some of that up over time. So you have to put in more money into the plan. That's the goal then is usually hit whatever your interest crediting rate is kind of the, the hurdle for your cash balance assets. And, and that's usually a small number, right? So you got to think of this kind of as the conservative piece of your overall portfolio. So go out and take more risk if you want in the 401k or in your IRA. And just think of this as the low risk part of your, your assets. No, that, that's great, Carl. And there is that importance of 
helping them set the expectation with these cash balance plans. Also making sure that if it grows too fast, the next year, you're not going to be able to contribute so much. You're going to have to pay more to Uncle Sam. So that's great. Yeah, and, and you know, extreme example is if you go out and invest, you put in maybe $100,000 in the plan and you go out and invest something that turns out to be you know, a Google IPO and you get your $2.9 million and you're done, right? You're stuck. You can't put anything else into that, into that plan over its lifetime. Yeah, that's right. Carl, help us just understand with the cash balance plan in closing here, the formula to benefit who and what, highly compensated, not highly compensated, and what some of the ranges are that we want to benefit the owners and where it makes sense in closing. Yeah. So the, the limits in a cash balance plan, you can see that you know, to get to that $2.9 million are pretty large. So a business owner that's in their you know, mid to late 50s, they can put away $200,000, $250,000 potentially into a cash balance plan. It's usually above and beyond what they can do in their 401k already. It's usually paired with the 401k for testing, just like all the same testing rules are already used to in a 401k, where we have to make sure the benefits are non-discriminatory for the owners versus the non-owners. So there are some rules that you know, you'll have to give benefits to at least a certain portion of your staff and everybody that's you know, employee in those plans will get substantial profit sharing allocations to make the combined plans work out. That's typically the goal. Now, obviously, it is an employee benefit plan as well, right? It, you are giving additional retirement dollars. That's all employer funded that it can serve as a, as a tool to attract and retain employees as well, just like your 401k plan. But typically, we think of the cash balance kind of as the owner's plan where the 401k is more of the employee benefit plan. That's where they get more of their, the staff will get more of their benefit there. Excellent. Carl, it's always good to visit with you and we really appreciate all that you've done, the work that you've done. Many of our clients and the other professionals you work with don't know the man behind the screens and behind the curtains. And uh, <laughs> there's usually a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. And as we joke, we say, yeah, we have a guy who uh, has a couple pocket protectors and some tape on his glasses. Uh, this is the guy who's got those pocket protectors. <laughs> so, yep. Carl, please be safe out there. Have a wonderful, uh, happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. Appreciate your help. Thanks, you too. This episode of the Arista Wealth Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more advice on your finances, wellness, and lifestyle so you can focus on living your dreams. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.